Hello and welcome to the Peace and Love Amplifiers podcast. I'm so happy you're here. In these episodes, we will dive deep into the idea of peace. What is it? Is it even attainable? Everyone wants it, so how can we make it manifest? Along with my own experiences, you will also hear uplifting stories from inspirational people who are building peace in their own lives and the world around them. We are on the threshold of a new society, looking at where science meets spirituality. And these stories are a call to action to help overcome division and build a better society for all concerned. Join me on this thought-provoking journey to explore ways we can all amplify peace and love. Hi, and welcome to episode two. So in the first episode, we talked about the mission of the podcast and a little bit about my journey through and into peace. And so this week, I really wanted to talk to you about the concepts, like what it is that I mean by peace and just some things that I, you'll hear me say a lot and often. So just so you get some context behind them. Now, for me, being a peaceful person is not a static state. As you may remember in the first episode, I live in the state of New Jersey. I mean, we are really fast here. There's, we are the most densely populated state in the country. Uh, I don't live in the most populated state, but I mean, the most populated portion of the state, but I do it, we're crowded and, you know, there's lines everywhere you go now, especially with COVID. And so the people here are very passionate about things. And so it's a great place to be. But at the same time, it's sometimes I've been known to say some choice words to other drivers. And, you know, I speed a lot. And, you know, that's just how, you know, I often joke that in New Jersey, the speed limit is just a suggestion. That's kind of like a running joke here. And so it's, it's a piece to me, isn't always just this, like this state of bliss. It's, it's how you feel, how I feel on the inside. I always talk about how quickly you can get back into peace when you get pulled out of it. So that's part of the journey and part of the work is that, you know, we're, we're all living lives. You're, you have your life, you have all the things that you're taking care of. And so to, to say that to be peaceful is to not get upset, is to not have a bad day, is to not be anxious about things. It's not really sustainable in my eyes. And so like, take yourself off the hook. We can do this, this work of peace building with you, with me being not perfect people, you know, and that's the number one thing to remember is that this is, it's a life process and it's a process to peace. Also, so the second thing about peace is that it's not a weakness. I am not a pushover. You know, I, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I like to be kind to people. That's my first instinct. That's my first state but don't push me too hard. And I'm a fighter, but I choose to quote unquote fight for 
the underdog, I fight for the message of peace. If that seems incongruent to you, that'll all get fleshed out in this because it's not a state of, like I say, being adaptable can only go so far. You know, sometimes, you know, you can find yourself being so adaptable that you become a doormat. And I've lived that life. I've been there and I don't want to go back. So even though I am a peaceful person and I choose to come from this place of peace, I do not do well with people that come from hate or come from division or come from, you know, having these different motives. So we're just, there's kind of like a disconnect with that. So And also peace is not about covering up. And I talked about this a little bit in the last episode that there is a way to kind of clear out all the wounds that have been covered over in our society. Talking about racism, I'm talking about sexism, all these different things that put people down in certain sectors of society. I believe and I know that when we all all lifted up, that we can have a better society. It just makes, that makes sense to me. It's, we can't keep some people down and lift up other people. It's, everybody has to be lifted up. So if we can get to this place of recognizing that, then we can all benefit. And so, you know, more of this will come out in subsequent episodes. But the next thing I wanted to talk to you about is this state of acting as if. And this comes from a couple of different sources in my life. And the first time I heard about this is when one of my teachers talked about Louis Pasteur. He was the scientist back in the 1800s who developed or he came up with the concept of germ theory and or he was one of the scientists that came up with germ theory and prior to his teaching surgeons would not wash their hands they would go from one patient to another patient without washing hands without using dirty instruments with using like you know sloppy aprons and things you know with all kinds of you know it wasn't very they weren't clean and he came up with this idea, you know, not idea, he, he kind of figured that there was some kind of thing that was going from one patient to the other that was making the patient sick. You know, the, it was, you know they, he was noticing that this action was making the patients ill. So he said to the surgeons, he said, like, let's just pretend that there's something on your hands that's causing the illness in the second patient and the third patient and the fourth patient so on and so on. And he said, let's just wash our hands before we go into working on another patient. Let's wash all the instruments. Let's get a clean apron on. You know, like he was just like, really, let's just pretend. Let's just act as if there's something on our hands that is causing this illness. So after they started washing their hands, they saw that there's a lot of a lot of these infections and things like that weren't being seen in the second, third, fourth patients. And this is also one of Jack Canfield's trainings, this just acting as if this is happening. So Jack Canfield, it's all about being 
successful, you know, all these success principles. So if you want to become a writer, you act as if you are a writer. So you write. If you want to be a musician and you don't know any instruments, you act as if you are a musician, you practice your, you know, on instruments or whatever it is. If you want to be a business owner, then you act as if you're a business owner and you go to networking meetings. So all these things, you act as if. So if you want to act as if you are peaceful, then act as if you are peaceful. And another thing that one step further with this acting as if is this work of the concept of interconnection, this interdependent web of which we are all a part. I belong to a Unitarian Universalist Church, and that is one of the teachings. One of the principles is interdependent web of which we are all a part. And there's science that goes along with this. Greg Braden talks about this field of interconnection. Lynn McTaggart talks about intentionality, that this there's this intention that we can provide. And this is actually, I have firsthand proof of that you know, for my own life. And we'll talk more about this. But, and also the Institute of Heart Math has done studies on this about how emotions flow out of each one of us and can be felt by the other, by the people around us. So in other words, so have you ever walked into a room where you can just feel, you sense this, like somebody just had an argument. This happened to me, you know, I'm sure it happened to you, but this happened to me so distinctly. The one time I was walked into my girlfriend's house and her, like, I just felt this, like this wall of almost hit me, you know, but it was like this tension that just came as soon as I came in the, into her house and her and her husband were like silent. And I was like, oh boy. And we walked, her and I walked out back and she just said that they just had this blowout argument and it had stopped right before I got there. So we've all had this experience, right? I'm sure you have where you walk into somebody's room, somebody's, you know, and you just can kind of sense or that you ask somebody a question like, hey, how are you doing? And they say, I'm all right. Or even I'm okay. And, but you can tell that there's something not okay with them. You're picking up something from them that isn't matching their words. So it's like this disconnect and you can sense it, but you don't know if it's just, you know, you're making it up or what, but it's actually, you're sensing it. it. It's, it's a scientific proven fact now that we have always had this experience that we've always had this ability. We just always chalked it up to, we always put that down. We always put intuition down. We always put this kind of stuff down as whatever you want to call it. I'm not even going to name it, but we all have this ability. So this acting as if, so that's another concept that I would love, you know, that I wanted to share with you. And then the third one is kind of funny. Well, how I explain it is kind of funny, but it's, and I mentioned it just a little bit briefly earlier, it's the come from. It's like where you come from. This automatic, or you can act as if, you, where you come from, where it is, do you come from joy? Do you come from peace? Do you come from anxiousness? Like where do you emotionally reside? Where's your fallback? 
where do you sit and marinate in? And so one way that one of my teachers would describe this is the four words, you eat cherry pie, you eat cherry pie. So what does that mean? So those, I could say those four words through four different come froms and you would get it. Okay. So anger, you eat cherry pie, sadness, you eat cherry pie, calmness, you eat cherry pie, excitement, you eat cherry pie. So (laughs) it's a little silly, but it gets the point across that your words are just words sometimes. And it's the where you're coming from, the what's flowing with those words. Okay, so the third thing kind of puts it all together and it's called feeding the field. So if we act as if there is this field of interconnection between every being on the planet, this field, you can actually envision it like a net or a blanket that attaches to every, it covers every being on the planet, all right? And we feed this field with the emotion that we come from. So if we come from anger, we're feeding this field anger. If we come from peace, we feed this field peace. So with intention, with this acting as if we can create this field of interconnection, of interdependence, of peace, of love, we can do the work of peace building even when we're going food shopping. When we hold the door open for this, the person behind us, we can do it with a sense of peace coming from our heart, of love coming from our heart. And it will flow. And it will, it's when miracles start to happen, when things start to flow, as you get into the state of being an instrument of peace, of you start to amplify peace, you start to amplify love. And it's so easy to do it. You just have to come from the place in your heart, this state. And we will talk about how to get into those states. And I'm sure there's ways that you can that you do it now, you know, this meditation, there's yoga, there's writing, there's gardening, there's these any, there's myriad ways of getting into this state of love, of peace. And it's the intention that we can do it whenever we want. You can do it whenever you want, whenever you remember. So it's really, really kind of, kind of easy. It really is. And So that's the whole gist of this podcast. The whole mission of this podcast is just to create this intentionality to create peace because we are, we are creative beings. We are, we are divine beings. I mean, there's so much science behind it and there's so much stuff that's coming out and it's, it's just so exciting. And I can't wait to bring all these different concepts to you. And I wanted to end this talk today with two calls to action. And these are things that you can do. Each one of the episodes, as I bring people on, we're going to have different calls to action. And some, you might just say, but this doesn't make any sense to me. And some might sit really well with you. So 
you know, do what you can with it, do what you want with them. But I really hope that you do try some of them. And the first call to action is self-awareness. Self-awareness is key to this. So where do you come from when you first wake up in the morning? And kind of take a maybe take 30 days to kind of really sit with that and say, okay, I come when I wake up in the morning, what's my first feeling? Is it a, oh God, uh, I wish I got more sleep or I don't want to be here or whatever, you know, just take notice of that because that's where you're coming from. That's what's kind of all the juices in your body are saying that, you know, so just take awareness of it. And If you so choose to do some work around that, we're going to be talking about that kind of stuff as we move forward of how to make these shifts in the self-awareness so that you can come from this place of peace and of love. And knowing this and in my morning meditation that we do on Facebook is this, we are instruments of peace that we, each one of us can be, if we so choose can be intentionally spreading peace and love. So, but you feel it first. You are receiving as you're giving. You receive first and it flows through you. So you're changing your body's internal state when you do this. So that's the first call to action is just being self-aware of the first thing that you feel when you wake up in the morning. And if you want to journal this, if you want to do the block journaling, whatever it is, you know, just kind of take an awareness of that. And then the second one is you do right before you go to bed. So the first one you do when you wake up, this one you do right before you go to bed. And this is another Jack Canfield training. And this one, can I tell you, shifted me so easily and so profoundly. It was amazing. It truly was amazing. And I started doing this back I guess right in like February of 2020. So it was right in the beginning of the pandemic. What it is, it's called the mirror exercise. And it's really easy, but it's hard and it's profound. But it's, it's, you can, all you need is a mirror. And what you do, you every night before you go to bed, you look at as you're brushing your teeth, whatever it is that you're doing, you look yourself in the eye in the mirror. And you say, hey, I really loved when you took the dog out for an extra, you know, an extra walk. Or I really liked the way that you handled that experience at work. And I was really moved by the time that you helped your daughter with the math homework. It was not your first need to do. Or you look back at your day and you say, you, you just compliment yourself. You compliment yourself on all the things that you did that day. And if, even if you have to say, hey, you got up, you got through this day, you got through this hard day, and now you can sleep. Now you deserve a good night's sleep. And I love you. I truly love you. And as you're saying this, you're looking at yourself in the eyes and you say, I love you and say your name. So I say, Julie, I love you. And I truly love you. And it, this is the kicker is you have to do this for 40 days in a row. 
if you forget to do it one night, the next night starts at day one because you're rewiring your brain. You're literally making new neural pathways in your brain. And this is the one technique that I still do it every night. And I know when I don't do it and I was like, oh, I didn't do it. Maybe a couple nights I didn't do it, but I can start to feel the difference in my body. And so I really want to share those two calls to action for you to just take a moment and find out where you're coming from and give yourself some much needed love. Because in my eyes, self-love begets inner peace and inner peace begets world peace. So in essence, self-love begets world peace. Because if we all have self-love, then the world is so much more peaceful. So that is what I wanted to share with you for this episode. And next time we'll be talking with some of my family members. And I talked about them last episode. And so I want you to meet my mom and my sister. And that it should be fun. They should be some good conversations. And look for in upcoming episodes, I have another heart math coach coming on. And I have Oh, one of my friends who works with the Peace Alliance and also works at the UN. So she's going to be on and they should be some really cool conversations. So I thank you for being here and you have a great day. Hey, you peace and love amplifier. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at peaceandloveamplifiers.com. You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening. And remember to ask yourself, what am I feeding the field? Until next time.